Being 25, it's such a beautiful age. We're definitely not a kid anymore. We're out here in the real world making our own decisions. We're in our prime age of beauty and growth and there's so much to look forward to. But at the same time, because there's so much unwritten future ahead of us, it's also a time of great confusion, stress, and anxiety. Being 25 definitely feels like a beautiful, yet a super confusing time of our life. So to address this time of our life, I thought I would make this very first episode be all about quarter life crisis. What's up guys? Welcome to the Millennial Life School Podcast where it's all about inspiring and encouraging 20 to 30 something year olds as we figure life out together. Y'all, oh my gosh. First of all, I just want to say thank you so much whoever is listening to this podcast right now. This is officially episode one of the Millennial Life School podcast and every single one of you listening to this right now, like seriously, it means so much to me. So thank you for being here. You are freaking amazing. And I really hope you're all doing amazing and that you got your dream job after college. You have amazing friends. You found the love of your life, maybe bought your first house and is doing something that makes you feel fulfilled, happy and purpose driven every single day. But let's be real. That's not what life looks like for most of us. So I thought for my very first episode of this podcast, I would address this thing called quarter life crisis. What? 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 Hey, you want to record? Yes. Alright, take the mic, Jin. Hey guys, this is Millennial Life School Podcast by Sharon Han. <laughs> First of all, what the heck is a quarter life crisis? So I actually looked this up on Wikipedia. It says quarter life crisis is a crisis involving anxiety over the direction and quality of one's life. And it's mostly experienced between 20s and mid 30s. It says it's a period of insecurity, doubt, and disappointment surrounding your career, relationships, and financial situations. I don't know about you, but all these stuff are something that I've experienced in my early 20s, and I feel like it's just a time of a lot of confusion. So let me ask you this. What would life look like if you're actually doing something you love? That was something that I thought a lot about in my early 20s. And so this podcast, this episode, I just want to say you're in the right place if you are someone who dreams big. You have a passion to make an impact on the lives of people. And you know deep inside that you are creative for something more. But you may be feeling a little bit frustrated because you have no idea what that something more is. Or maybe you feel stuck because you don't know where to even begin. And maybe you're feeling overwhelmed because you feel like everyone else is moving forward in life, but you feel like you're just spinning the wheels and getting nowhere in life. 
I just want to say if that's how you've been feeling, welcome, you're in the right place. This is what the whole podcast is all about. Um, and it's time to figure life out. So first of all, I just want to introduce myself. So to all my millennial friends out there, hi, I'm Sharon Kilon Han. Kilon is not my middle name. It's actually my legal first name. And it comes from my Korean name, Kiron. But you can just call me Sharon. Now, growing up as an Asian American under conservative Korean parents, I was taught that I need to work hard and do well in school if I want to succeed in life. So I worked really hard and I grew up checking all the boxes of what I thought it means to be a good Asian American daughter. Get straight A's in class, check. Get into a big name college, check. Graduate with an expensive bachelor's degree, check. And get a good job in the city, check. So I thought I was doing everything right. I was working under one of the largest media representative companies in America. And I became the youngest account executive in our LA office at age 23. In my first year of working as an account executive, I brought in over $1.2 million in media revenue sales. And I was receiving a lot of compliments from the higher management for all the big wins I was getting. My parents thought I should be happy. Society seemed to tell me I was on the right path to success. But do you ever feel stuck at a good job? So just about a year ago, I was a young working professional about two and a half years into corporate life. And at that time, I was trying to figure out how I can build a career doing what I'm passionate about. And I was struggling with feeling like I was wasting the prime years of my life building someone else's dream. But to be honest, I didn't even feel confident enough to go after my own dreams. So I was just living for the weekends, trying to get by through my days, um, trying to answer all my emails. And it honestly felt like I was having this midlife crisis, but I was only 24. So, yep, that's when I officially hit that wall called quarter life crisis. I was miserable because I knew I didn't want to stay where I was at, but I had no idea what I needed to do to get out of there. And like, have you ever asked yourself like, oh my gosh, there has to be more to life than this? Because that's basically what I was asking myself every single day, like driving to work, sitting in my cubicle. I'm like, oh my gosh, there has to be more to life than this. So if you've ever been there and you felt disappointed in the real world in many aspects, I've been there. But one thing I've learned is that we all are motivated to move away from pain and towards pleasure. So if you've been feeling pain and discomfort in your current situation, it's a good thing because that pain will get you to the next level. And that's basically what happened to me. I was honestly just so fed up with sitting in my cubicle and just complaining about work all the time to everyone who would listen and just feeling like I was letting my dreams die and feeling like I was like a piece of me was dying every single day. I just felt like I was turning into this office drone and I was doing the same thing over and over and I just I felt like I wasn't contributing anything to the world um, or anything meaningful that I cared about. 
So I just felt really stuck and I just couldn't see myself doing this for the long run. And I just told myself like, oh my gosh, I don't think I can, I don't think I can build any more experience doing things that I ultimately don't care about. So I found myself on a Wednesday night bawling, crying, just like that ugly cry. I was at my church's Wednesday night prayer meeting because, you know, like if you're feeling super um, desperate and confused about what you want to do in life, like where else would I be, you know? So I was there on a Wednesday night just crying and thinking like, God, like I thought you had a plan for my life. Like, what am I doing here? Like, why can't I move forward? Like, I feel like I'm spinning the wheels in the same place and not moving forward at all. But that night after all the whole crying session and praying, something amazing happened. I ran into a friend who I knew from Boston um, where I went to college and he just told me that he started doing career coaching. And I just looked at him, I was like, I need that. So I started meeting up with him and he helped me out so much. So lesson number one to anyone who's feeling stuck and who want to figure out, you know, how they can get out of this quarter-life crisis situation, like the people that you surround yourself with is everything. So find a mentor or reach out to a coach and just meet up with someone to talk about your situation because People who are one step ahead of you can look back and let you know like, hey, you're okay where you're at and these are the steps that I took to get to where I am. And all you have to do is just follow along in their footsteps. And that's basically what I'm trying to do with this podcast as well. Um, As I'm learning, I want to share what I'm learning so we can go on this journey together and, you know, and also inviting other amazing, inspiring millennials on here so that they can also share some of the things that they're learning because, you know, I think we all can become a better generation and contribute more to the world if you're all like, if it's a collaborative work of helping each other. And before I started working with the coach, um, I struggled with having a jumble of thoughts of all these different possible career options. And I had no idea what I needed to do. And I was just trying to you know, apply for jobs that I think I can get and, you know, get jobs that I feel like other people were expecting me to get. And I found myself on like page 20 on Glassdoor trying to figure out which job I can possibly get. But looking back, I just want to say like, that is probably the worst way to go about a job search. Like when you're feeling lost, like you shouldn't be like on Glassdoor trying to just match your resume to a possible job opening. I think the very first step that you should start doing is finding clarity in who you are and who you want to become. I was talking to a client that I've been working with recently about this, but I think oftentimes we think of um, what we do and how well we do it equals who we are. But the reality is that's not how like, you should be thinking about your career. You should be thinking about your career in life as who you are plus who you want to become should equal what you do. And I feel like so often we just don't take enough time to figure out who we are and who we want to be. So 
I started gathering up all the things that describe who I am. And I started writing down, okay, these are the things that make me happy. These are my long-term goals. I want to be living this kind of life. Um, these are the values that I care about. And I just started, I just started from there. So lesson number two is take inventory of who you are. I think that's like probably the most important thing. Like just take time to sit down and to write down what your strengths are, what you love doing, what excites you, what are some things that light you up. And when I was doing it, I was asking myself, okay, what's the thing that gives me the most joy? What are the things that makes me feel most like me? And I just started writing down things like, oh, I wish I can work somewhere where, you know, there's a lot of creative people. I wish I can be doing something that's more creative. Um, I get to make my own schedule. I wish I was doing something that was encouraging and empowering other people to walk out and who they are. I want to do something that, you know, where I don't feel like I'm being micromanaged. And I just started writing down all these different things. And I wrote down my strengths. I wrote down my weaknesses. And that really helped me so, so much. And a great resource is, you know, those personality tests. I did, I looked into my Myers-Briggs. Um, I looked into my Enneagram. I had taken my Strength Finder 2.0 test before. So I was looking at that and I was just writing down all my strengths and just trying to draw up from there. Like, okay, uh, for me, um, like my, the number one strength on my Strength Strength Finder 2.0 is that I'm futuristic, meaning I'm a visionary. I see a future and I get excited about it and I get other people excited about it and I'm able to draw a clear picture of something of a world that can be and I'm able to bring people together around it. So I knew that was one of my top strengths and I was just trying to align possible career options and just looking at everything I realized like I really wanted to do something around entrepreneurship because that gives me freedom to make my own schedule. Um, it gives me the freedom to be working on different projects that excite me at that moment. Um, and for me, like one of my strengths is also that I'm, I'm really creative. I'm very innovative in the way that I think, but I hate feeling restrained. I hate feeling you know, feeling like someone is managing me or feeling like someone is telling me what I have to do and what I need to be working on every single time. Um, so I knew like if I'm my own boss, I can do my own stuff. So I was looking into that and I just knew like, oh, like I need to do something. And, you know, when you're doing this exercise of just trying to take inventory of who you are, like you might not you might not have right away the answer of like what career option best aligns for you. But that's okay. You don't have to put this pressure on yourself of like, oh my gosh, I need to figure everything out about who I am and I need to pick a job that I'm, I'm going to stick to for the rest of my life. No, you, you know, you take action towards the first thing, you know, towards the thing that with all the information that you've gathered so far about who you are that best makes sense to you. And then from there, you just pivot and you continue to grow and learn about yourself and you, you know, you step into new roles as you change and evolve as a person. And that's what happened to me. So at that time, I was writing down all these different things. And on the top of my list was digital marketing and entrepreneurship. So I reached out to 
the one friend that I knew who was doing digital marketing and who was an entrepreneur and he started his own digital marketing agency. He's the same age as me, um, but he had like brilliant, brilliant guy. He had started multiple different companies before and he was just successful at what he does and he had this energy and this zeal about life. And I was like, man, like, I don't know what it is, but I want what he has. So I asked him like, hey, can we hop on the call? I want to learn more about what you do and about digital marketing and how, how you ended up, you know, having your own digital marketing agency. So he started, so we hopped on a call and that actually turned into kind of like a coaching, mentoring relationship where we were hopping on calls every week and he was just mentoring me and a lot of it was just like mindset stuff in terms of what it takes to be an entrepreneur i remember he told me this one thing um at the time because i was working nine to five he told me sharon like don't let your nine to five be an excuse as to why you can't start living out your dream life now he said use your nine to five to pay the bills and use your five to nine to live out your dream and so that really inspired me. So I started waking up super early in the morning um, to just start working on my own stuff. And then after work, um, I was still there. I would sit at, at the cafe uh, below my workplace and just, you know, ideating, writing down things, doing research and just pursuing my dreams from the time that I was still working. And that brings me to my lesson number three which is to take action. Nothing changes in your life until you decide to take action. Nothing changes in your life until you decide that you're not okay with your current status. Like for me, I had that moment where I'm like, I am not okay with where I'm at. I'm not okay with staying stagnant. I'm not okay with feeling like I'm complaining all the time about my work. I want to stop complaining and I want to do something about it. So I took action, you know, I started meeting up with my coach, with a career coach. I started hopping on weekly calls with this, with a friend, mentor, um, and I decided to take action. I was working hard and after just a few months of working with the coach and mentor and having people, you know, speaking into my life and inspiring me and motivating me and just teaching me a lot of different wisdom that they've gained in their journey, Within just like a few months, I launched my first e-commerce business. I was still working at my 9 to 5, um, but I was just hustling. And then after a few months, I quit my job. And I actually don't want to recommend people to just quit your job unless it makes sense to you. I tell people to have at least uh, 6 to 12 months of uh, living expense saved up before you quit your job <laughs> um and so for me it made sense to me because i had money saved up um and just i honestly when i started working on my on building my own business it was so exciting that that was all i can think about i was just thinking about oh my god like how am i gonna launch this how am i gonna you know run ads and it was just really exciting to me and i knew like wow this is like this is so much more like me than working as an account executive as where I was at. My lease in Los Angeles was ending end of February. So, you know, I knew that I didn't want to renew the the lease for the apartment. 
And so I started selling my furnitures. I sold my car. Um, I put all my clothes into boxes. And then I handed in my resignation letter. And my last day at work was March 7th, 2019. So almost exactly a year ago. Um, and literally two days after my last day at work, on March 9th, I was on a plane to Bali because living costs in Bali is just so much cheaper than Los Angeles. Like in Bali, like house, I stayed in this villa with pool and just this big space. And it was only like 200 to 300 per month. It was insane. And like the food there, like a, a full dish is like a dollar or two dollars. If you go to more of a touristy side, can be like five dollars but still it was just so cheap and i've heard from a friend who's been there saying telling me that when you go to bali it's like this whole digital nomad hub and there's all these inspiring young successful millennial entrepreneurs who are there and so for me going off my the first lesson in terms of like how the people you surround yourself with is everything i knew that at that time when i was just starting my online business I needed to surround myself with other people who are doing things that are similar and people who would believe in me and who would support me and we can support each other in. So March 9th, I flew to Bali and it really started the most amazing, amazing but challenging journey of my life. Um, after just one month of being in Bali, um, I became a lady boss speaker and I spoke on the topic of being authentically you in whatever you do. And it was just such an incredible moment to me in my personal life because like public speaking for such a long time was the biggest fear that I had. Um, so for me, being there as a speaker was where it was really, it was a monumental moment for me. So I just explained that I gave a talk for Lady Boss about being authentically you and whatever you do. And literally like the weekend before I gave that talk, a friend of mine asked me, he was like, Sharon, so how does your dog e-commerce store authentically represent you? Oh, and I, I guess I forgot to mention the first online business that I launched was selling dog clothes and accessories online. It was a great niche, you know, it was like people will love their dogs in America and people buy things like cute cute little bow ties and toys and accessories and things like that but when he asked me how my dog store authentically represents me it just I I froze because I was like oh crap it doesn't represent me at all because I'm not a dog owner I've never owned a dog and the saddest thing ever, I'm actually allergic to dogs. I know, it's it's so sad. And after he asked me that, I was just like, oh my gosh, can I continue on doing this online business? I was really early on still in my e-commerce journey, but I was getting sales here and there. And it was just really exciting for me. And I was learning digital marketing. I was running ads on Facebook, Instagram, and things like that. And literally, I was working on my store from morning till night but I was it just got me thinking like oh like can I be working on something that doesn't represent me at all and something that I can't really relate to just to make money so I was there I quit my job 
to work on to work on my online store full time and I was I gave a talk for Lady Boss and it was just so amazing and I loved the feeling of you know being able to stand and being able to encourage and inspire other people to pursue their dreams and to live out what it means to be authentically them but I was running a store and I was running a business that didn't feel true and authentic to who I am so I started, you know, talking with a lot of e-commerce people there in Bali and just asking for advice. And they told me, Sharon, if you don't love what you do, you're not going to be successful. Like if you don't love selling dog clothes to people, get out of it. So I was like, okay, cool. Great. You know, <laughs> I started this business that I was really excited about, my first entrepreneurial venture. And I realized I, I made a huge mistake in doing something that I don't really care about in the end and something that really doesn't matter to me a lot. But I took action to launch my first online business, even though I didn't have everything figured out, even though I got things wrong in terms of, you know, the product to sell. Um, even and I quit my job and I was in Bali only to figure out crap I don't want to continue on running this business I took action and that itself got me to the next thing which was inspirational which was my idea of selling inspirational women's jewelry online so around like April that's when I was going around riding you know behind the motor scooter visiting all these different jewelry manufacturers in Bali and so I was like okay hey this dog product you know I was wrong about this maybe this is not the business that I want to be working on and what I care about is encouraging and inspiring other people and I love that feeling of working um, I love that feeling when I was doing Lady Boss and talking and speaking life into people. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to create a jewelry brand for women that's going to be inspirational. And I'm going to have these necklaces and bracelets that have words like hope, dream, and all these different things. And I want to create a community around that. And so I was going around and I was looking into all these different manufacturers you know, trying to see, you know, what designs to do, drawing out designs. And that took so much of my time and I put in a lot of effort and time into it. I was asking people, I was talking to people, I was talking to different people about it. And I registered a whole LLC um, dedicated to to the jewelry, women's jewelry brand. But in the end, I realized, <laughs> I don't think... I want to be selling jewelry either. <laughs> um, so, you know, when I'm talk, when I tell you guys about my quarter life crisis journey, it's messy. Like I'm, I'm not from like I never had like a point A to point B that was just like so direct and clear. It it was just me taking a lot of action and failing and pivoting and trying to figure out. Okay, like I like this. I learned from this, and I don't like this and things like that. But despite everything, despite not being perfect um, at what I'm doing, I was constantly still taking action and I was constantly moving forward. So when I figured out, crap, I, I registered a whole LLC and I spent so much time um, visiting manufacturers, drawing out designs only to feel like, I don't think this 
business authentically represents me either. And I was talking to to my best friend. I was like, oh, hey, like, I'm running into another roadblock of like, I'm, I tried, you know, I was selling dog clothes online. People told me I shouldn't do things that I don't love. Um, so um, I'm trying to do things. I'm trying to sell women's jewelry online and I'm creating, in, you know, designs and talking to manufacturers about it. But this also doesn't feel like, feel right to me. And my best friend was like, Sharon, like, have you ever thought about coaching? And that's when, that's like the first time I think I started thinking about coaching. Um, and there were so many coaches in Bali as well, like from mental health coach, yoga coaches, fitness coaches, and, you know, all sorts of coaches there. So I was a little bit familiar of what online coaching is like. But I never really thought about it until then. And then I started after... After my friend mentioned it, I started to see coaches ever. I started to co- see, you know, millennial life coaches on YouTube and business coaches and all these different things. And I remember there was a time where the th- I just started to envision myself as a coach. And it got me so freaking excited that I couldn't sleep at night. I was there like just dreaming. I was like, oh my gosh, like I could be doing this and you know, oh, I could be working with people one-on-one. I could be impacting lives directly. And it just brought so much joy into me that I was like, oh my God, I feel like this is the most authentic, this is the thing that represents me the best. And I started talking to other friends about it. I, I talked to my friends in LA about it and everyone that I told this to, they were all like, Sharon, this is so you. You're like the most positive you're you're like the cheerleader for everyone and I feel like I have so much clarity every time that I talk with you I feel like this is so you so I had that kind of confirmation from my friends so so I took massive action I just started talking with people and I was like hey you know I'm just starting this thing called coaching uh can you work with, do you want to be my client? Um, I'll coach you for the next couple of weeks for free. Um, I just want to just test out the things. I feel like I learned a lot in my, you know, I feel like I learned a lot and I feel like there's a lot of things that I can share. And so maybe I can coach you and help you figure your life out. (laughs) So I just started um, working with a lot of clients for free. And I started to learn more about life, life coaching, NLP stuff. And I signed up to, I signed up for a life coaching certification program. But as I was going through the program, it was like so many videos. I think like over 200 videos that I had to watch and learn from. And yeah, it was, it was a lot of things that I had to learn. Um, but in that time, I didn't want to just spend time just solely just learning and not doing any, anything about it. So I was working with a lot of clients for free while I was still learning how to do life coaching. That time was such an important time for me because um, when I was just starting out and I was really confused in terms of what I really wanted to do, someone told me this, find something that you love so much that you'd be willing to do it even if no one pays you to do it. So for me, while I was learning um, and finishing up the life coaching certification program, working with all these people for free was such a joy for me that I've learned like, oh my gosh, like this is something that I actually really care about 
and something that I really love doing. So for example, like if I was having, if I was selling dog clothes online and I was doing it for free, like I wouldn't be doing it, you know? And so I realized, you know, the reason, the reason why I was selling dog clothes was because that was the first thing that, that I knew how to do. I didn't know exactly, you know, if it was the right thing, but it was just the first messy step that I took towards, you know, moving myself from feeling stuck into doing something that I, I love doing a little bit more. Um, and from there, I just learned from it. So I started out with having a dog e-commerce store and I tried to pivot and try to sell women's inspirational jewelry. But in the process too, like I was like, I don't think... I would really love doing this. And then I discovered coaching and I was coaching people for free for months and working with so many different clients and not asking a single dime from it. But I was investing so much of my time to learn and to coach because I just genuinely loved it. I loved learning about coaching. I loved helping people one-on-one and I just love being able to directly impact lives in that way. And the more I did it, it just made me feel more and more like, wow, this is who I am and this is how God created me and this is what I have to offer. And I feel like in doing so, because I took action and because you know I wasn't afraid to ask people, hey, like, can I coach you? Can you be my client? Um, and all these different things, because I was able to take action and to actually step into it before I felt ready, I discovered something that I truly, truly love. And since then, now currently, I've been working with paying clients and it's so rewarding to, you know, to have that process where, you know, it was slow and it was messy, but now I'm actually getting paid to do something that I love and to do something that is meaningful to me. It's it's amazing. And, you know, and another thing too, I feel like so many millennials, so many of us, we just want to go fast and we want to, we want things, you know, we want to go fast and we want results now. And, but a lot of us are not willing to do the hard work. A lot of us are not willing to, you know, work with clients, like 10 clients for free. I feel like a lot of us are not willing to do that, but you know, if you really want to walk in integrity and you want to build something that is really meaningful and you want to build something that is going to last a long time, you really need to take time to, one, educate yourself and also to build experience around that. And even if that means, you know, working with a whole bunch of people for free, you have to do the hard work of sowing in the seed if you want a harvest. So, um... So yeah, so like that's kind of where I'm at. And even starting this podcast, like this is so freaking exciting to me. Like, you know, I'm doing something that's creative. I'm doing something that is meaningful to me. Um, it aligns with my purpose and I, it just, it gives me joy doing what I'm doing. And with life coaching, you know, it was a hard process and my journey to get to where I'm at, to becoming a coach was not easy it was messy I invested a lot of money into my personal education um, and into working with business coaches and mentors and life coaches and and things like that so it was not easy but I'm at where I feel so much at peace in terms of my life direction and where I'm headed because I was able to do the three things that I 
I talked about. So number, just to recap, number one, surround yourself with people who believe in you and who are able to help you in your process. So like getting a mentor or, a co- or working with a coach. Put yourself in a situation where you're surrounded with people who believe in you and your dreams and who are kind of headed in the same direction, which is what I did when I moved out of Los Angeles to go live in Bali for a couple months. Um, And number two, take inventory of who you are. Like write down all the things about who you are, the things that describe you. Write down your strengths, your skills, your goals, your, you know, five-year goals and all these different things. Just take inventory of who you are because if you don't know who you are, you're not going to have a clue in terms of where you want to be. And number three, take action. You don't have to have everything figured out. Just go towards the thing that gives you joy and learn as you go. And just be, just be flexible, adapt to different things, um, and just, just go. Like, we feel stuck because we, we get stuck in this analysis paralysis and we're just trying to figure out all the different scenario, scenarios of trying to make the perfect step forward. Like, taking a messy step forward is better than staying stagnant and not moving forward at all. Or even like taking a wrong step is better than not taking a step at all. Because if you take the wrong step, you learn from it. And every single failure and every single wrong steps, they're all just data points to help you and to guide you to where you need to be. So just take action. Just go do something, learn from it. Um, and it doesn't have to be like things like quitting your job and moving to Bali. It can be something like, you know what, um, graphic design is something that I've, I was always interested in and just deciding to just work and do graphic design work for free for a whole bunch of people while you're still working in your nine to five. So um, that kind of sums up my quarter life crisis journey um, to go from where I was at to where I'm at. Um, I hope you guys were able to follow along. I know it was kind of messy, it was, but I got to where I'm at and I feel like I, I can confidently say I escaped my quarter life crisis um, and I found, you know, and I'm, I got to a place where I'm like loving what I do. I, you know, obviously it's hard, it's challenging. Um, while I'm, co- I'm doing life coaching, I'm also um, teaching, teaching English to a whole lot, whole lot of people abroad and I'm talking with people constantly so sometimes it's it's really hard um it's I'm hustling and in terms of like my in terms of how much I'm making now compared to how much I was making before yeah I definitely took a paycheck cut but I know that it's only, it's only because this is the beginning and I'm just in my journey and I'm I'm just in the beginning of my journey but I know that everything that I'm learning and everything that I'm doing is setting the foundation for me to build an empire on top of. So yeah, like if you're humble and you don't let your ego get in the way and you're doing something that you love, like I honestly feel like I'm winning at life, <laughs> at least compared to like how I used to feel. So I know that a lot of people still like there's a lot of millennials out there, a lot of you out there who are, you know, feeling confused about your career, feeling confused, feeling stuck, feeling frustrated, and just uncertain about what you want to do. You know, just just take take action. Like, take time to get to know who you are and start walking it out. Because y'all, like, 
We are change makers. Like when you look at history, it's all the young, passionate people like us who changed the course of history. And yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for listening because you listening to me is me living out my dreams and you're making my dreams come true by being able to impact people's lives and, you know, encouraging other people. So this is my dream. So thank you so much for making my dreams come true by listening and by supporting me. Um, If you can write me a review, I really, really appreciate it. Um, You know, I don't have that many followers on Instagram, but if you write me a review um, and if you want to leave your Instagram handle or something, I would love to give you a shout out to my like 1,400 followers. Um, Yeah. Thank you all and see you in the next episode. So, what's life like as a 20-something-year-old? Well, I definitely don't have it all figured out. But day by day, I'm learning more about who I am and who I want to become. And my dreams and vision of who I can be is too beautiful for me not to give it my best shot. And dear millennials, I'm excited for who you are becoming. And I'm excited to see your dreams fulfilled in this world because there are definitely people in this world who need your gifts and your talents. I hope you guys are staying safe and healthy. Love y'all. This is Sharon and see you in the next episode.